All right, we're Kick good. Here we are. Hey, baby Welcome girl. back. Episode 29 of Life is Noah podcast. We got our man Russell Lohman coming back. Sorry. Sorry. I'm looking forward to this. You're, uh, no offense to any other guests, my favorite guest we've had so far. So Damn, dude. I was excited uh, to have you on here. Got to live up to the... Uh, Live up to the legacy. Yeah, don't blow it, man. Yo, anything new since last time we've seen you? Um, hmm. I was just lifting, you know, like uh, lifting, try to li- trying to lift consistently. Yeah. I think you look bigger. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of bulking right now. I don't know how much we want to get into this conversation, but uh, <laughs> I um I've been having a little bit of a so this uh, this last. January, February, March, I think I talked to you about it is, you know, I, I had bulked up and cut down and I was 7% body fat. Like I was feeling good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then coming outside of that, um, decided to eat some candy and crap. Uh, you know, slowly I gained some weight back. And uh, so coming out of that, I'm like, okay, I really liked being cut, right? So I, I had a little bit of a dilemma. Like, do I want to cut? Like uh-huh. I, I went back and mm-hmm. forth for like a good month. This month has been real. Like, think I'm gonna cut. No, I think I'm gonna bulk. You know, like yeah, because so, lots so of I'm having a hard time. You know, deciding. Um, but right now, as of like yesterday, I don't know if it'll be the same laugh for next week. But I think, I, I think my big mix-up is just that I feel comfortable whenever I'm big. Yeah. And if I, you know, cutting for like a year, you know, I just feel smaller. Yeah, you know, so. I know. I get the same thing when yeah. I like, I like, I like how I look. Like if I take my shirt off when I'm cut, but then when I'm at the gym, I'm just like, God damn, I feel like a yeah. bitch. I know. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, do, I definitely don't want to go too much in that no, because I want, I want to know. I want to know. Yeah. I want to know what's stirring up in that because, brain. Yeah, you got la- some things for us, man. Yeah. Last <laughs> time, uh, you were gonna come on the podcast. You mentioned this, and I didn't. You told me not to do any research. I think Pat looked into I, it just a little 30, bit. Thirty seconds, but I can't read, so don't worry. So okay. tell me, there's some. It's some kind of effect, right? Um. Yeah. Give me one second. I'm gonna pull up something so I have it ready. Okay. I did a, just a little bit of research. I did. You guys are. There's probably gonna come a point where you're not gonna believe me, and you're gonna want to pull up like a, a browser and and freaking fact check me because I don't know if you have access to that. Yeah, but, we, could, uh, we could do that. Okay, because it just it, the, the the point that you say, you know what? I don't believe this. You're fucking with me. You know, you, you're gonna feel bad. You're gonna feel like your reality's getting torn apart, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, your natural response will be to uh, you know just not yeah. believe in one of them. I like the viewer discretion advice sort of thing. Like, watch yeah, yourself. actually, yeah. yeah, that's that's actually a big deal, right? So, Pandora's box, right? It doesn't matter what's inside of the box. It's just knowledge, right? It's, it's wisdom. And once you know it, it's too late. You can't ever take it back. So that's mm-hmm. the idea behind Pandora's box. Um, and uh, one can say, or, or ancient wisdom, is that knowledge is actually suffering, um, right? So it, the, that's where the term ignorance is bliss comes from. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, if you are uh, not in the know, you tend to not suffer. But the more you become aware of the world and other people, empathy, like understanding others, you start to see, man, the world's really fucked up. Yeah. You know, when you don't see things just through your own lens and you start to say, because it's easy to see things through your own lens and be like, yeah, you know, um, the Koreans suck and the Taliban suck and everybody sucks but me. 
but whenever you get into it, you know, it, the, you know, like the Taliban's really sad, right? It's it's these these, you know, the, the Taliban. Well, now it's obviously ISIS, but the Taliban that name, Talib means man of faith. On is just plural mm-hmm. and, and plus two. So uh, really, they just hijacked the faith, um, and they went around to these people that couldn't read, like yourself, Solomon. Nice. Uh, that were that are you know freaking nine and ten years old, and they're, they're a talib, right? They're a man of faith, yeah. and they they open up the Quran and they you know say, okay, you have to join us and you know kill Americans and stuff now, um, because the Quran says so, and they've been taught their whole lives to follow the Quran, so they think they're actually doing like God's will, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they don't know because they can't read, so that's sad, right? It's not it's not that like they're just terrible people and we should fight them and kill them it's like wow that really sucks like mm-hmm. it's a shame we can't educate them you know what i mean mm-hmm. and that's what the bulk of their forces are made up of the bad guys are just the guys up at the top you know so tying that back ignorance um in that case it's it's see it's bliss but you can be doing something bad right you, you can't mm-hmm. be like screwing up um like in the case of like killing americans we don't need to but Marines are the same way, right? They're just like, kill who we say, don't think about it too much, right? Yeah, yeah. So life is more... Uh-oh. Hold on. Uh-oh. He froze up for a second, man. Uh-oh. Simple and nasty. Uh-oh. We get a little back. bit of lag. <laughs> there we go. All right. Oh. You good? Maybe. Having some problems. Yeah. No, you're good now. Um, okay. All right. It could be there's a rainstorm outside. It could be like screwing with something somehow. Um, You're good now, though. But, uh, okay, I lost my train of thought. Where was uh, I? You're tying in the ignorance of bliss to like the uh, the Pandora ma- box, the Magnella effect or whatever we're, we're yeah. getting into. Right, right. So, and, and really, I'm just, it's the warning that you talked about. So once you know this, can't ever take it back. Right. Right. And it's it's gonna it's gonna move you on to the next level in life. You know, you go from realizing that the Taliban are actually like it's just sad to now you're gonna realize that their your universe is gone, and uh, you know you're gonna be pretty upset about that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was shook my foundations a little bit. Hmm. Um, I'm excited. Blow my mind. Blow my mind. Okay. All right. Uh, this uh, podcast brought to you by. Mutant energy drinks. Um, they lot of good caffeine and put a smile on your face every time. I never had that. It's by yeah, Monster. It's good, yeah, no, it's a good time. You've had it? Oh, yeah. It's good. It, yeah, be- it's real. Be- it, it's got like serious bubbles. Uh, nice and crisp. Yeah. Yeah. I love that shit. <laughs> you know, because apples, right? It's like <laughs> crispness we love so much because our brains, mushy stuff was. Mm-hmm. Spoiled. So, back in the day, um, you know, when we were cavemen, if we bit into an apple and it was mushy, we'd spit it out. But we like a crisp apple. Your mouth waters when you say crisp. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Right. And that's that's just because that's why we like crunchy tacos and shit like that. So crisp is uh, crisp. We're just naturally inclined to. Doesn't that make you just? (laughs) I say it after every time I get a good drink. I always say "Mm, crisp. Yeah, that's good. Uh, All right. So let's. Oh, motherfucker, dude. What the fuck is this Wi-Fi? Oh. All right. I don't know. It's lame. But uh, let me fuck you up here. All right. Uh, all right. So it's called Mandela Effect. Um, named after Nelson Mandela. 
Okay. Uh, and so basically, let me see. How am I going to go about? Where am I going to start this? Uh, so the high, high hadron collider, right? Um, the first one was in 2012 or 2013. I'll have to pull up my thing to get an accurate one on that. And then the second one was a couple of years later. You're talking about the yeah, what is get, this? You're talking about the thing, the machine that like hits two particles together, right? Try to recreate the Big Bang. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, in, in Europe they have this giant miles and miles and miles of underground. Um, it's just it's just like this giant accelerator, right? Mm -hmm. To where they line up and shoot these particles and it kind of meets in the middle. I, I, I don't know all the science behind this. I actually think it shoots a crap ton of particles mm -hmm. and what they do is they meet in the middle and they just swirl around at like light speed, right? Mm -hmm. So they're like in there just and, and obviously not actual light speed, but very fast. And they're swir and the idea is that they do it with so many and so quickly mm -hmm. that it eventually two will just collide, right? Right okay. on, you know? And uh, that way they can learn a lot from it. Huh. Um, and so, but everybody was scared about them doing this because they thought that they were messing with things that they shouldn't. It could open up a black hole, yeah. like, you know, right in the earth. I remember hearing and, about it in high school. Yeah, when it was yeah, first yeah. Coming up. Uh, and it could suck everything in and, and, and dissolve. So it was a very uh, um, scary idea. People didn't want them to do it, but it was a private company. So, yeah. I mean. Well, I can imagine why it's like, yeah, let's recreate the fucking Big Bang and see what yeah. happens. See what happens. <laughs> Adam. Adam, right? It's a Greek word, um, and it, it means it actually means unsplittable or uncuttable. Mm -hmm. um, so it's interesting because we named the atom the atom because it was supposed to be the smallest thing, right? Mm -hmm. So, and you know that was back when we found out about the atom. But now we're trying to split it, and then okay, so what if you, when you split it, what is what yeah. is that then, right? <laughs> so, so uh, that's interesting. Um, so the the running Mandela effect. So there's a couple different theories of what it actually is, but the the one that I'm going for today, and the most common one, is that when these uh, when we use these hadron uh, colliders, um, we actually destroyed our uh, universe, okay? Not our world, but uh, if we look at Einstein's string theory um, and multidimensional theory, uh, what happens is at any point in time, right, there are a million different eventualities mm -hmm. that, that start right here and just make the, and it webs out in all directions. Infinite. So there's a, yeah, so there's like, you know, it, there's a version where I took my hat off right now. But yeah. then butterfly effect, like that results in like, you know, a nuclear explosion in like 100 years or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and uh, there's a version where you just freaking punch Solomon in the face right there. You know what I mean? I would like to be in that that line if you want to take us there. But uh, uh, <laughs> the, the point is that so there's a version. I was joking with my friend. I was saying there's a version where, you know, some guy busts in the door right now and is like, yo, give me all your money. And I just yeah. there, there's a million different. You know, yeah, it's like Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah, like different things that can happen and take you in different directions. Um, I don't know why we're freezing, but hopefully we uh, we can just enjoy I mean, it. You're, yeah, you're going good on our side. 
Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I just see it a little bit. And then I get weird. I don't, I don't know if I have to stop or not whenever that happens. Dude, I'm, just, I'm not moving. That's why. Yeah, we're, we're not. We're, we're listening. Still. <laughs> all right. I got you. Um, so what is Mandela effect? So I've said all this crap. You're like, okay, I don't believe that our universe has been destroyed. You know what I mean? It feels, yeah. pretty, feels pretty consistent to me. Um, so what Mandela effect is, is kind of like glitches in the system, right? So mm -hmm. the, the matrix, right? They talk about deja vu is a glitch in the system. Um, and in, in Mandela uh, effects case, it is when our collective conscious, so all of us remember something that is actually different objectively in the past. So, um, and there, there's some really famous ones. Now, the most famous, and why it's uh, named the Mandela Effect, stand by. I think, I've, now I feel like I might have heard about this, with that fucking one cartoon that they say, like, the opening scene changed in the last 10 years, but no one knows how, but everybody remembers it a different way. The one with the bears. I don't know if you guys seen that. I don't know what cartoon you're talking about now. It was like pretty much like there's an opening, like the opening credits. And now like if you watch it nowadays, it's completely different from what everybody remembered. Interesting. Something well, like that's, that. that's what we're talking about. So um, the, the main one is that I can't remember. I was trying to pull up the years. But um, Nelson Mandela, again, what it's named after. Let me, let me find the years. So I'm guessing well, it's something like we sl we've slipped into another parallel universe. Yeah, with using Mandela effect as uh, I need, I need the reason why. I need to hear a good example. Yeah, let me. I'm getting there. Let me pull up. I don't want to get the years wrong on our first no, I one. I got you. I got you. Um, but just uh, yeah, I'm excited. We're about to learn a little passageway here. I'm yeah, I know. It's really messed me up. And uh, my buddy, I don't know if you remember Adam Bills, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I told him about this, and he was he was torn up about it. He was he was texting me for like twenty four hours, like <laughs> so. so he, he there's a lot of a lot of them are in uh, Star Wars, and uh, and he was like, "Hey, Russ, what did Darth Vader say to Luke? You know the whole the uh, I am your father line." You guys remember what, yeah. what do you guys remember yeah. it as when he says Luke I am your father Luke I am your father yeah yeah does he say Luke I am your father or does he say no Luke I am your father uh, I don't know I don't know no. so that is that's that's not what's one of the examples right that's one of them um, most people remember it as no Luke I am your father but it's actually just, I am your father. Oh, there is no Luke at all. Oh no, no, that's the difference. It's it's that it's it's not the no, it's the Luke. So you guys both said, Luke, I am your father, right? Yeah. So it's actually just no, I am your father. Oh. Not, not Luke. Luke isn't said at all. Yeah, I definitely um, remember it as Luke. So that's the one that uh, that Adam Adam hit me with, and then he he hit me with another Star Wars one. C three PO isn't actually all gold; he's not gold, um, but everybody remembers him as gold. Hmm. What is he? He has a he has a silver leg. He's a silver leg. Yep. 
So wait, I, <laughs> but well, that's so that's okay. I see. I see what you're saying. Like, like memory wise, or is it a lack of attention to detail? Yeah, but it, it from everyone, right? Okay. Yeah, you could pull it over. So it's like, that. Travis. That's uh. It's a lot of people, you know. Here we go. So, uh, Nelson Mandela, everybody everybody remembers Nelson Mandela dying while he was still in prison back in the 80s. Mm -hmm. um, but contrary to what many people thought, Mandela actually died on December 5, 2013, just kind of like from old age. So, uh, that one, I don't know if you guys know much about Nelson Mandela, but that that's what it's named after. Yeah. Um, I think the most defining one here that's just going to shake your world. So here's a couple of them. Um, so you know, uh, how's that song go with the Wieners? With the with the Wieners? I, I wish I was. Did you guys know the song? I wish I was. Yeah. Wait, what? You said I wish I was. Travis, you know the song? What song? No. Come on, it's it's a it's a famous commercial. I wish I were a Oscar um, Mayer Wiener. Uh, there you go. Okay, see, it's actually not Oscar Mayer. It's uh, Oscar Mayer. Hmm, that's weird, right? See, I remember hearing about. I feel like the cartoon one I was talking about. So yeah. So there's these little things, pretty much. I'm guessing, right? And yeah. so, what what caused us to separate from the the universe to get these small differences? How how are we how are we jumping between the parallel universes then? Well, the idea is just that the uh, hadron collider uh, hit and it destroyed our um, uh, old universe that we were in, and so. But you know we have all this energy, right? And and so basically we as beings just kind of skipped over into we are the consciousness in another um, one of these string theory lines. Mm -hmm. So right? I guess with that theory, then all of our yeah, so all of our conscious within the infinite amount of parallel universes would be somehow connected. Yeah. 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 Well, which so I'm uh, saying, saying like, okay, when you're asking, we, you know, remember that line or remember that that song, you're saying that us collectively as a whole are all gonna agree on it, even though it is wrong. Yeah, it's, well, it's wrong now, but okay. it used to be right. It used to be right. Is but the since idea you're in another, unless, but since you're in another course, universe, unless so, you don't believe these man Mandela effects. Another big one is uh, people remember a Sinbad genie movie yeah uh, uh -huh. from the 90s yeah right you remember that yeah, yeah that doesn't exist that has not, that's not real what <laughs> the movie with fucking Shaq in it no Sinbad Sinbad yeah, Sinbad yo Sonny in Philadelphia had a fucking bit about it in the show <laughs> it's not real <laughs> Sinbad just type type Sinbad the the genie movie. Yeah, with Shaq in it, bro. With Shaq in it? Yeah. With Shaquille O'Neal. No, Sinbad's the genie. Shazam, that's what it was called. No, that's 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 Shaq. But there's a Sinbad one. Shazam? That's what I know it as. No, Shazam is the Shaq one. 
Yeah. Well, we need the Sinbad one. Shazam well, is it, real. It won't be one, you understand? It, it's Put, not real. So, I, so, so what do you mean? Put Shazam. Is this movie never existed or it just doesn't exist anymore? Go to, go to, go to all. See, see if it's an IMDb. It doesn't exist anymore. But it used to. 19. But it used to. Well, that's what most people remember. Like Ham here. So where the fuck did it go? Put Mandela in the factory. Right? Yeah. Doesn't exist anymore here. With no, which with uh, Shazam, or Sinbad. Tiled and Shazam was invented by Captain Marvel comics in the nineteen forties. Sinbad. Sinbad is a large rumor going around that you played a genie in a movie in nineties similar to the Shack and Kazam. Can you firm or deny? What? That's in her. That's a good. That's a good one. Cause I I feel like I remember a Sinbad. Okay. Okay. You so, know? so what does this mean? Well, hold on. Give me. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to. I don't want to. I know you want to. I want you to take the road. I want you to get us there. I I, I want you to just. I want to convince everybody. So like everybody, cause like him now. Window. He's like, you know what? I yeah. uh, I think that Sinbad thing. Yeah. You know, like he's on. But I I don't think you've gotten one yet. And I think people listening, you know, some you some might skeptic- the Facebook one. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Another example would be great. Uh, so like Hannibal Lecter never says hello, like Clarice. You know, everybody says that. that. Hello, Clarice. Um, he never says that in the movie. He says good morning to her when she first comes in. He never says hello, Clarice. Nope. Dude, I used to make that fucking line all the time. Hello, I know people hello, quote Clarice. it all the time. Is the thing. Can we use something that's not a movie example? Um, maybe. But let me first do the best show slash movie example. Okay. What does the queen in Snow White say to the mirror? Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? Yeah, so this is one of the biggest ones. That actually is never said. Uh, It's magic mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all. Hmm. But doesn't everybody say mirror? So, so, but see, like, I'm having a hard time buying into. Is it just a lack of memory? Yeah, but everybody does say mirror. Or everybody mirror. says it because... Well, we're all wrong. Yeah, what if everyone says it? Yeah, it can't be everybody. <laughs> yeah, it can't be that? everybody, but... So if you went back and you saw you'd be like, okay. I don't remember saying like that sort of thing. I, I yeah. Huh. Yeah, because it's such a small difference, but it, at the same time... It's like I don't think I think all of us here would think mirror mirror and the Sinbad one that's definitely so that that I mean that would obviously explain like with the Mandela effect like deja vu and things like that yeah yeah and so the other another working theory is just that uh, we've invented like time travel in the future and so people are like going back and they shouldn't fuck with things to change things but somehow they are like they're oh. making little mistakes then it changes everybody's fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, the idea is if we ever invent time travel, you don't want to screw with anything, right? Because of butterfly effect. Yeah. So the idea is that this could be people from the future that go back in time that aren't supposed to mess with anything, but they screw something up really small, which changes mirror, mirror on the wall to magic mirror on the wall. Ah, uh, that would be interesting. Huh? Ours? Damn. Dude, I don't know. Something, something in my fucking like computer today when I was playing video games and it fucking dicked up. <coughs> you still frozen? Yeah. I can see you. Yeah. Fine. All right. Keep talking, Pat. Mm. Um, 
So what is you know what does this mean to us? See, the thing is, I, I think we're just upset about it, right? I don't think it actually changes anything, but it's one of those things like once you know it, you know, wh does, what kind of implication does that have? Well, how would it how would it tie into deja vu? Like if you wanted to say uh, that you're remembering something that has already occurred, how would the Mandela effect tie into that? Um, it's not necessarily that it's already occurred. It's that, you know, you thinking that it occurred means that perhaps you're getting a memory slash vision from another version of yourself on one of the uh, lines, uh -huh. right? And so you're getting that, like, that's just a, a recalled memory. Um, or, or even potentially you doing it at the same time on another line, and they just kind of get blurred together. So you think we're programmed together to that extent where... You can see this on, at least on there. Yeah. Um, I, I will clarify that I don't know how much of this I know or think. Okay. I'm just kind of making an argument. I'm just kind of telling you what some people believe uh -huh. that, that's very interesting. So I'm, I'm only... You're being informant. I'm only playing their part. Uh -huh. okay. what, what, what did I miss? Well, first off, our camera's down, so pretty much we're still leaving on Loman because he can see us at the bottom of his. Okay. But okay. But yeah, well, we oh, I heard program. Are we talking about like the software theory? No, well, no. I was just asking him. Uh, well, I first asked him about uh, how deja vu would tie into uh, to, into the Mandela effect, but he was just saying that what the information that he's giving us isn't necessarily what he knows or facts or anything along those means he's just kind of the messenger passing yeah. along the theory to I'm us. just letting you know what I've been told and then you know I'm discussing it with people because I yeah. think it's freaking crazy well, uh, the deja vu, the de yeah, the deja vu makes sense to me because if you're in a if you're sharing a conscience with all your yourselves throughout the parallel universe then it would make sense for you to see something that you've already seen in another parallel universe but you can't recognize when you saw it but you know that you did see it Right. Now, I guess that's what blows my mind about the parallel universe sort of thing. Is that right now I'm Patrick Solomon sitting in this chair on a Saturday night talking on this podcast. And if there's other parallel universes, why am I conscious to this one Dude, and not what, those? That's why I love that show, Rick and Morty, man. They nailed yeah. it. They fucking nailed the parallel universe fucking shit. It's really, awesome. What do they do? I don't know. But have you heard about like the whole uh, the software like? theory kind of thing that we're all just um npcs or like you know just computer programming well i mean through the matrix well i guess there's machines in the matrix but yeah. that's not what we would be so no i haven't heard that well it's pretty much like at some point with the with technology advancing exponentially there's going to be a point where we'll be able to create uh you know a simulation another world within our own that will be undiscernible from the world that we live in now so yeah. the, the, the software theory is that we're all software and technically maybe I am the only person on this planet that actually might be a real human and everybody else might be NPCs or myself yeah. might be an NPC and everybody else is NPCs because we don't know how – because in the next world, which we create in technology, that world will eventually get to another place where they can create technology to make another world. So yeah. 
line over line in a line and then that can explain kind of like where your memory is so glitchy sometimes where you can like literally think of something that always happened to you when you were a kid and then you talk to your younger brother and it was a completely different story yeah 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 but see a lot of those so here's the thing imagine this as far as Mandela effects concerned mm -hmm. you know we look online and we see these big examples you know like Solomon was saying a lot of them are movies and like you know bit oh one really crazy one is that uh, when was the uh, first time uh, we were attacked on American soil. Uh, yeah, D uh, Pearl Harbor, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, but actually, the Germans um, bombed the Statue of Liberty in World War One. Really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't believe that at all because I'm pretty sure in high school they told me D Day was the first freaking time we got yeah. attacked. Well, I didn't know. That. Is that true? Is that true? Yeah. And look at that, Travis. You can just go over there and click oh. there. You just do Statue of Liberty attack, World War One. Yeah, tell me what you find. Man, this is upsetting that my fucking cameras get down. The fuck's going Can on? I have a thought. What's your fucking thought? My thought is that, and this, this is going to sound a little out there. Black Tom explosion. The Black Tom explosion on July 30th, 1916 in Jersey City. New Jersey was an act of sabotage by German agents to destroy American-made munitions. They're to be supplied to the Allies in World War One. Oh shit! Uh, first U.S. terrorist attack, 1916. Can you click that one? The uh, the third one down, Statue of Liberty, 1916. Germans attack U.S. and operations Black Tom. Amazingly, only seven people were killed. I never fucking knew about that. I know, right? I'm telling you, high school. They told me it was D-Day. <laughs> yeah, you feel like you. Why uh, you think you think because it's irrelevant? No, because th it, during when we were in high school, it, by uh, the Mandela effect, that never happened. Because it was a separate. We, since we went to a different parallel universe, yeah, it's fucking wild. That did happen. <laughs> you see what I mean? It's almost like I wish I can go back to fucking whatever it was 2010 before this shit happened and you can, you know, look the same shit up oh, online. Like, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, so we're in a different, we're in a separate parallel universe. Like, do you remember that? No. I don't remember. So now I'm going to have to go around asking people, be like, did you, when was the first time in America? No, I think a really good, go watch, like, ask, uh, a so, like, a social studies teacher, a history teacher that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean. Unless they know the Mandela effect might fuck everything up, but. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I would that would be pretty cool if they do. Or you also, you have to realize, like, everybody that learns things now, so like now, schools would be teaching this new way. See what I'm saying? Yeah, schools now so would be. It's like anybody that looks things up or like reads a history book now, it'll say that, and they'll just teach it, like it's always been the case. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now, here's another thing I'm gonna throw out there. These are big events. How many events do you think happen in your life where you're just like, nobody else knows, so you can't confirm them? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like how many glitches are around in your own life that you, you don't remember or there's just not people to like double check? Like you remember it one way and you just know that's the case. Yeah, that's going mean, to be my excuse from now on and be like, yo, I thought my appointment was at 2.30, man. No, nah, dude, it was 2 o'clock. <laughs> no, I, I swear to God, it was 2.30. must have been the Mandela effect. I was right. I'm not. Well, 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 there shouldn't be that many. It shouldn't happen too much. Yeah. The idea is that it happened in like 2012 and 14, or 12 or 14 with the Hadron Collider. So mm. it should only happen once, unless we go for the future men idea, 
that they're coming back all the time and fucking screwing shit up. And yeah. Like, hmm, that's really interesting. I guess, I mean, there's no way to really know until our science gets, uh, you know, far enough advanced for us to figure it the fuck out. But so then I mean, every single change you're saying is based off just those two times of the Hydron Collider? Probably. I, I'm not saying yeah. anything. I'm saying that yeah. there's a group of people that argue that. And there's a pe- group of people that argue time travelers that like kick a rock and that causes yeah because that would be well, ongoing. So if that so if this is true that the 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 Mandela effect and it's caused by this what did you call it what's this machine the hydron collider yeah uh, that one um, if that is the case and they continue to use it what does that mean for us the shit's just gonna continue to change it could get worse and worse yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a- well same with like the time traveling too if people are continuing to time travel it's always gonna keep changing. But if people could time travel from the future, that means there's been a future in existence, and who's to say that they haven't been doing this the whole fucking time? Well, that's the point, yeah. You know, if somebody's from the future and they're traveling back in time, where do we stand in time? Oh, I mean, that's the big, that's that's the multidimensional theory effect. We are on one line that has been affected X amount by time-traveling agents. Right. Yeah. Whereas there's a version of you in the past that's been affected by more time traveling agents, but he would just remember things his way, not yours. Yeah. See, oh, this is mind blowing because I remember last time we talked about, you know, like just say like the, the higher being and how a higher being would exist outside our own time frame. And yeah, like, yeah. like a, some crazy fucking branch of every possible thing. So it's like we're here in this timeline, in this universe. But but like where like it's not like a place slash pause. Nah, it's kind like of thing. you're here. It's like you're you're here. I almost feel like I've had this theory. It's kind of crazy that how you're talking about kind of us being software and being programmed and like let's say maybe this is my world. This is Patrick's world that exists in this podcast and everything. It's just shit that I've thought about in my yeah. head. And yeah, and this is completely irrelevant to you guys and whatever fucking world you're living in. We might and, not exist. And, yeah. Right. You may not even exist. And things that I've thought that actually relevant is I feel like every time that I've been in a really upset or really disappointing mood, something really catastrophic has happened in the world. So yeah. it's like to say if I'm the controller of my own world and my mood happens and these wars are happening or fucking uh, there's a shooting at fucking Vegas because I'm in an awful mood that day. Like – what does that make everybody else and what how would be the best way to pursue your life if that was the case well this is classic philosophy that you're talking about um so a couple things are coming out of this so descartes which is a uh um uh classic um from the classical era uh philosopher uh, has the term cogito ergo su i think therefore i am so He, he's the ultimate skeptic. Um, so skeptics, the idea is that you question everything around you. Um, it, it, only questions can lead to truth and advancement of wisdom by questioning everything about yourself. So, but at the end of the day, you know, there's those people that try to get really freaking philosophical and they're like, dude, nothing exists. Well, they're wrong because one thing has to exist. You do. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you think you have to exist. Now, Descartes said that everything around you, 
Now remember, Descartes was like 1700s, 1600s, so he didn't have um, technology like we do. So he said, for all he knows, he could be dreaming or be under the spell of a dark wizard that's influencing all of his thoughts and creating the world around him. He can't, uh, he can't be certain that it's real, right, and, and or that anyone else exists. Mm -hmm. So again, the, the only thing that he knows is that he himself exists. And then from there, he has to just kind of... Ah, oh, yeah, true. That would be fucking weird. Like, you're just under some fucking spell, and I'm living this fucking life, and I'm just under some spell. Obviously, like, that's a far stretch. It's almost like if you, believe, if you really truly believe in that, you would almost have to manipulate your thinking to the best possible case scenario to everything in order to have the best case scenario and everything. But if your emotions are getting tied into it and your emotions directly affect everything that's going on around you, I mean, you could be fucking doomed, like you just said. Yeah. Well, there's some yeah. people that 100% believe that. Like, I can't remember what her name was, but there was this lady that says, like, everybody who flies with me should be lucky because I'll never get in a plane crash because she feels <laughs> like she's that confident. I would not recommend that's how you should live your life because, uh, yeah. you know, because it's not – it's not, mean, it's, not, mean, it's, it's not. It's not an evidence for no that. There's no proof that's saying like, if you're a hundred percent confident that you can fucking drive your car as fast as you can down the road and you're not gonna get pulled over. Yeah. But you, some people are you, some are, people, you, are you not gonna pass a cop because you're just so confident that the <laughs> universe is gonna fucking make sure that that your thought is true. But if you have that little bit of doubt, you get pulled the fuck. Some over. people believe that's that. Problem is doubt. Like you doubt would be everywhere. Like, I don't think you can do that. Right. So here's an interesting bit, um, and I'm actually writing a book about this. Uh, so it takes Descartes' space where he says, "What if I only exist?" Right? Like that might be all, and maybe it's a wizard. Well, I say, and the title of the book is, "I hope I'm not God." Um, yeah, I was just about to say nice, that too. Dude, nice. Yeah. I was just so 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 the idea is that when you're in this space. And you're the only thing, but perhaps you can create. You know what I mean? Like a sandbox. Mm -hmm. What do you do if you're if you're God? Well, you're probably pretty lonely. Yeah. So so the only thing that I think I would do if I was God is limit myself and put and create beings like me, like equals everywhere, and insert myself into that world, right? So that way I just believe that, you know, there's a bunch of other people just like me and like different stuff can happen. But I would have to make myself forget yeah. that I was God and created it to begin with. Yeah. Because otherwise it wouldn't be. See, the only thing with that theory, though, is that with that theory, that means only you can be God, right? Well, it means you could be God. It could, it, anybody. Yeah. But only it means but, but you're alone, you're basically. In retrospect, yeah. everything else is just a, a figment of your imagination. From my perspective, when writing this, it would be that I was God. Yeah. But you reading it could be your consciousness of God, like you're a God, yeah. and you created me. Yeah. So I'm just writing it to remind, like, to give you that, like, that's part of your consciousness that's giving the information back to you. Yeah. Like me telling you this right now is part of my could, be, could be you. Isn't it, isn't it interesting that we live in a world of religion and it's always about praising this outside overlord God. But how egotistical does it sound to really think about are you really God of your own world? Like that's that could be a complete possibility that just nobody ever thinks about maybe because it's a selfish thought. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but at the end of the day, 
it's the most logical, actually. Like, like rather than an external god, it actually makes a little bit of sense to be like, oh wait, maybe I'm God. Well, you know? well, no doubt. Like the reason why, like, huh. like um, if you strip down a, a, a human and put him, let's take all his memories away, and you put him. I think we've talked about this. Like, you put him on an island, and he just he's there, butt naked, all by himself. The first thing that you would normally think that he would think is why why am i here what's going on why 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 so it's it's always humans like natural instinct to be like why do i exist and so that's why there always is a natural look to a higher power so but to look inward for your own higher power that's a whole nother perspective that's pretty interesting to look at but again it makes the most sense yeah, it makes right? it, i like, can see where the logic comes from it too but then i hate like saying i hate using logic at the same time because it's like what is logic? Well, how would his logic fucking start talking about shit like this? Well, what's logic to a god? You know. <clears throat> well, that's that's actually one of the biggest things. So, um, the problem of truth is that, and this can actually be applied to Mandela effect, if this in in and of itself. But this is some deep four hundred level philosophy right here. Um, the problem of truth is that there can be no imperial truth. There can be no objective truth. There can be nothing that is true completely um and the reason for this is simple logic and mathematics what are they two plus two is four right mm -hmm. how do you prove that that's false right um well the reason is this our systems that are in place so a system that's in place is only completely accurate insofar as it has explored. But you can't say that it's perfectly accurate because tomorrow gravity could stop. Yeah. And then we'd be like, well, I guess the law of gravity, what was that? It just stopped, right? Mm -hmm. It could be that gravity turns on and off every 5,000 years, right? This is kind of a shitty example. A good example is this. All right, so there's this chicken, right? And it was born on this farm. And every day, uh, since it was a baby, a farmer comes out and throws him some feed. And the chicken goes to the farmer and eats the food. Now, as far as this chicken is concerned, the entire course of its life, he knows, I go to this farmer and I get fed. That's how I survive. That's how I stay alive. That's how the universe works. I get food from the farmer. And one day, one nice morning, Chicken wakes up and he goes to the farmer for food and then the farmer cuts the chicken's head off and has him for dinner. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. So in other words, we are the chicken in that story on earth with what we know. Yeah. Okay? I say everything bleeds into the infinity here. So like all numbers work until you get a repeating integer that goes on forever and ever and ever. Right, mm -hmm. or the fact that numbers go on forever, both in the forward direction and in the negative direction, so it bleeds into the infinity. Uh -huh. What else? Time is infinitely backwards and infinitely forward, so time bleeds into infinity. Right? Um, where did the universe come from? Right? So we say uh, it came from the Big Bang, and it's like. Science says this, right? And and so it, this is this this is what screws people up because 
Scientologist types that, that think like, oh, God doesn't exist. Yeah. It's ruined by this because it's like they say, oh, well, it just came from nothing. Well, that is not logical. Okay. Uh -huh. So with that, that system of logic, something cannot come from nothing, yet science is now saying, oh, well, that's just where the universe came from. Well, they don't realize that that goes against all other logical principles that they've created. So if you can't conclusively, if, if logic is only contained in, in this ball, if you're that chicken that goes to eat every day, yeah. we don't know what happens tomorrow. And because of that, no logical system is, is consistent. Also, size. Things are infinitely large, it seems. We get planets and suns, but we don't even know. Perhaps we live in the eye of a giant, right? And it's like, we don't know what's infinitely big. We don't know what's outside of space, right? We say that mm -hmm. it just expands forever. That doesn't make sense. That's bleeding into the infinity again, right? Yeah. And if things are infinitely small, we talk about the atom. Well, that's all we can see right now. But now we're trying to split the atom. So what's that? And what's smaller than that, right? Mm -hmm. Like there could be Earths with living beings and consciousnesses that are just like smaller than the atom. They could be like all around us in the air, like just like people, like but yeah. they're small, right? Like, and they could be, and we could just be, again, in the eye of another human in another existence that is so much bigger than we are. Mm -hmm. In other words, we can't draw any lines around our existence. Everything bleeds into the infinity. And because of that, um, there can be no, we can't use logic and science as conclusive or, or true or objectively true um, because they fall short. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like you go back 200 years ago. It's like no one would imagine that uh, you could have a video of yourself being programmed on a live stream for anybody over the planet to realize. They would say that's like, you know, scientifically impossible. But we're yeah. doing that. So now you think. Ooh, 200 no, no, years what else? Now. Yeah, what else? Do, I mean, we can sit here and say it's, it's impossible for humans to fly. You know, something like well, that. Well, what, Travis, remember when you were talking about something like this? About gravity and that nothing outside of space? What were we, what were we talking about? Damn, we that fucking makes you question, Shay. I could, I could ask you so many questions based off of that. Yeah. <laughs> that, like that like how... Nothing has to be something if we came from nothing. Like the scientists were saying that nothing is actually something. Oh uh, yeah, and well, and the thing is, if the universe is expanding, then it must be expanding into something. So there's something out there that it's growing into. So nothing is actually getting bigger or smaller. So nothing is something. Oh, uh, and but yeah. it's, so with that, and then with that something. Either that something is getting smaller, or that something is bleeding into the yeah. infinity, or something yeah. like that. Right. The point is, is like, we can't base math. So all of our math is based on like geom geometry on the Euclidean plane that it's like, we know what it is. The other thing is, is that we made math. We created it. Like w there are not um, perfect 90 degree squares in nature, nor are there perfect circles in nature. We created it. Like that they're, we made those. Right, yeah. and so the mathematics work. Whenever you like take a circle and do pi on a circle, it works because we made it work. Yeah. Have you heard yeah. of? Um, yeah, we absolutely just created everything. Yeah. Have you ever heard of that? Like, well, not everything, but go ahead. Like a of a pre-existing civilization. And, well, yeah, that's what I was just. And the reason about. why 
if there was a pre-existing uh, civilization, we haven't seen any like written um, documents or any like traces of writing or um, th that kind of language that possibly the, the, the a civilization that was probably existing to ours evolved in such a way that they didn't use writing or numbers to actually express or to uh, explain things that there was a, a maybe there was a better way of communication between humans besides using just an actual yeah. language like or, or yeah. symbol I guess a symbolic yeah, no, that, that's what yeah that's and he used as an example just for the guests because it helped me when you were just because we talked about this a little bit before um, like how dolphins talk to each other how they communicate yeah. through sound waves almost uh, yeah who's to say that well, that's not how we communicate because there's some fucking a lot of unknown sh answers you know but pyramids and you know all these other things like well how and, and what and I and like I, I believe like kind of what he said that they're I think they may have been they could have been 10 100 times smarter than us but they maybe just never uh, developed you know electricity or the iPhone they maybe they didn't need, well, they, they didn't went, need it I went a different way with it yeah, yeah true maybe they didn't need it well and it's language, yeah. language is extremely limiting um, when we say that something is smooth it's completely perspectivist so, in other words, based on all the things that I felt in my life, I say that this desk is smooth. But for someone that's like surrounded by silks and like smooth, really smooth crap, yeah. to them, th this probably isn't smooth. Mm -hmm. So, so, and let's say I talk about this desk, right? You can't see it. What am I talking about? When I say desk, what comes to your mind? Is it a wooden desk? Is it plastic? Is it metal? Mm -hmm. Right? Desk is extremely imprecise. So what do we do? We use adjectives to help us, like smooth. Yeah. But smooth means something different to you than it does me. Yeah. Right? And every desk in the creation of it is anatomically different. It's made up of different amounts of particles. Each of them have different nicks and you know cracks and weaknesses. Like all all desks are different. If language were precise enough, every single desk would have a name specifically for itself that we would all know. We would know that this is desk 1623. Yeah. And then you would know what I'm talking about. Like, oh yeah, that desk. Yeah. Right? Rather than having to like assume, right? So only this desk is precise enough, not this is a metal, black, smooth, medium-sized yeah. like what is that what does that mean it you know would seem I mean? like because if you, you step back and look at like the human race it would be like mm, it just kind of seems pretty inefficient to have i think it was like in australia you know there's you can go two miles and you have a separate uh tribe um that speaks a completely different language you know and you look at yeah. india and there's hundreds of hundreds of different types of dialects amongst the language and it's like as a species we have so many languages to communicate, whereas you look at most other species, they can communicate with each other without any problem throughout the whole, you know, the whole planet. So it's like for me, I'm like, mm, maybe we did evolve in such a way where we created this written language. But maybe there was an actual language that humans used originally that was more based off like intent and emotion. And I think yeah. eventually one day with technology, we'll go back to like that kind of hive brain, which would be you know what I mean? Don't, don't all of us know, like, one of our friends that claims to be psychic? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, 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 shit, I do sometimes. It's so uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's like somebody always claims to be psychic. What they probably mean when they say that, when we hear about these psychics that are actually kind of, like, doing things that we're skeptical about, 
it could be that they just are tapping into that next evolution, like network. being able to communicate more with like micro expressions and like movements than speech because it's so limited. Yeah. Well, I've, I've yeah, that's fucking. I feel like extremely true to me because I feel like when I'm talking to somebody, I mean, shit, like I do sales for work. I'm not the best speaker when it comes to my vocabulary, but I can pick up on people's emotions. I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, like you're just talking yeah. about their intent. Um, and it makes me have to say a lot less yeah, uh, to get what they want, you know, or yeah. their satisfaction out of the conversation. Well, and you think when you're really, really, really close, like me and you, like we're really close that way. We don't, how we communicate is we can communicate at a lot easier level because more I can read, I can read you better. Right. And maybe that's more closer to like our natural T- uh, communications that we're tapping into. That's, all, of course, all bro science. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> but well, like... consider, consider how much our language also limits us in that um, you, you're able to communicate well because you use honest gestures. But what do you do whenever you see somebody that you're uncomfortable with? You put up a wall. You act a little tough. You know what I mean? Or like you, you don't show your true nature. It's a defense mechanism. Yeah. Huh. Um, so re- really we're able to communicate better when we have an empathetic connection to one another and we trust one another implicitly and then it's like oh we don't have to be on guard we can just kind of like communicate when you show your truest self like that when you're not hiding things i think that's whenever you get more uh uh, you get that you're able to tap into that yeah yeah exactly what i would say like that your psyche i feel like there's one thing that you know out of the out of who we are your physical your mental and your spiritual and i think with science and how humans are today, we, we, we know a lot about physicalities. We know a lot about our, you know, mental capabilities. Well, we're, we're getting there. But spirituality, you know, there's a huge debate whether or not we even have spirits or not. Um, so with that being said, it's almost like, of course, this is just me just spinning off the top of my head. Um, that when you when you connect with people's spirits, you, you are able to communicate at a higher level with less words. Because you're mm-hmm. on a, you're on the same spiritual wave, yeah. Which is just some really hippie shit. <laughs> right but, but here, here's the thing. Here's the problem with spirits. Um, really, everybody believes in spirits. Mm-hmm. The issue is that they disagree about what a spirit is. Okay, yeah. So, so there's people that there's people that say spirits don't exist, and they're talking about the Christian idea of a spirit, mm-hmm. or they say spirits don't exist, and they're talking about psychic hippie crap right and there's some people that think that your spirit is just your inner emotional self right like and i think a lot of people wouldn't deny that or that your spirit is your mind separated from the physicality of your body right so so really like you have to negotiate terms to determine like what is a spirit and and, oh it because of why because of the limitation of language like we just talked about exactly yeah it's because like what is a spirit which is which is what philosophy is really all about like what is truth you know what is a spirit you know what I mean things like that mm-hmm. fuck damn bro <laughs> a spirit you spirit you away that's why I, that's why I smoke weed sometimes it gets me on that spiritual realm oh yeah what yeah. do you believe spirit, um, spirit wise I believe I'm, I take a very perspectivist uh, stance. So I talked to you about how there's no objective truth, but that means the truth is you need to go perspectivist. Back to so in other words, like 
Um, what's a good example? Um, if I believe, so like if, if you talk to like a, let's go back to the desk. If you talk to a scientist, mm-hmm. a scientist, like I, we would say that this desk is like mostly made up of material matter. But when you talk to like physicists now, they will tell you that actually this desk is mostly non-material because all the it's really just there's yeah, there's, space. there's space in between the atoms that make this up, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like that's what they would say. So to me, the desk is solid. Perspective is truth means that I am I am correct in saying that this desk is solid. Yet the the, the physicist is also true. Uh-huh. So there's no, there's no objective truth. It's that the truth is the same for him and I. Now, you remember going back to Pandora's box. Once I know his truth, then the truth becomes both for me. The truth is, according to myself, this is solid. And according to others, this is mostly empty space. Mm-hmm. And both are true at the same time. Um, so when you get into what I believe, because I believe in perspective is truth, uh-huh. I believe that everything, all people's theories are true. Because it, coming from their perspective, if I say that, oh, a, a Scientologist would say this, and so that's true to a Scientologist. Or, and I say that a Christian would say this, and it's true to a Christian. So I tend to not believe that anything is that false. I tend to be a perspectivist in that everyone's kind of right, but coming from different places. Um, so you may not, yeah. And I, and I can see, so you have an open mind, and I feel like we have open minds also. Sorry, that was, the echo was fucking with me. Yeah. Um, you got a little echo. Sometimes when you, when we stop talking, a mic will like adjust to pick me up better. Uh, but you're probably good now, though. Yeah. Okay. Um. So everybody's I, I, and I can buy into what you're saying with everybody's perspectives. Um. Could be right in their own sense. Um. Which I mean, they are right in their own sense. But obviously, you can be like proved that. wrong. But but well, you can be proved wrong. But I I feel like maybe that's the big issue in the world right now is that everybody. Uh, does have so many different perspectives and we're all so close-minded that people think automatically that somebody else is wrong because they don't understand their perspective or they're not willing to look at it from their perspective. The idea is that the truths are correct. So rather than focus on proving someone wrong, you should focus on understanding why their version is true to them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And once you understand that, you know that your way is true and their way is true. Yeah. And at the end of the day, what this does is creates a lot less fights. You know, it creates a lot more people thinking about each other. Now, you can know a truth and be like, okay, this is true according to my friend Matt down the road, but it's pretty far fetched. You know, like you can. Um, It's kind of goes with a hand, like the whole pick a side mentality that we see a lot nowadays. Yes. Where people feel the need that if you're not on the same opinion, that you're wrong. Like if yeah. you like if we all listen to the same song, we're all gonna have three different opinions. And some people, you can see this with like today's pop politics, where it's like you either have to think that song is the best fucking song, or you think that song is worse. It's like, or yeah. I could be like, no, I like the bass line on it. That's about it. Right. We can yeah. each and we can each be right. We can all yeah. have, enjoy our own opinions for that. What it uh-huh. is. 
Uh, that's another thing I was just talking to my girlfriend about. Um, freaking uh, the the so only a Sith deals in absolutes, right? So uh, it's like everybody's so quick these days to again pick a side. It's, it's everything's a sports game. You know what I mean? Like I want my argument to win, and they, see arguments should be about finding truth. So they should be about like here's one argument. So this is why perspectivism works really well for like learning new things. Because you say, here's one argument, and here's another argument. Let's think about both, and they're good arguments, and put them out there. And then also put bad arguments out there. When you write a philosophy paper, you have to write, like, your opinion, but then also one really good critique of it. Like, mm -hmm. what's the weakest part of your argument? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So by doing that, you're, you're not – most people these days pick an argument. They get on the side of that argument. And then they try to upplay their their side of the argument while trying to even hide the the uh, best critiques. They're yeah. like, man, I, I hope they don't bring that up because that would really hurt my argument. Yeah. People have to get beyond this idea that you win or lose based yeah. on you know what side you're on. Otherwise, you won't find truth that well. Like right. uh, conversations about finding truth. Um, now, another thing is, when we get back to this absolute ideas, it's like, okay, Donald Trump is a bad president, or, you know, Donald Trump is a great president, but we don't get into, like, so let, let, let's let's go with this. Let's go with, and again, this isn't, I believe that both ways are true, so I don't, I don't take a side, um, because there are reasons why Donald Trump is a bad president, and there's reasons why Donald Trump is a good president. Most people just can't freaking admit that. Mm -hmm. Most people have a really hard time. They need it to be one way or the other. They can't say, and most people, you know what they want to do? They want to make it black and white. They want to say, Donald Trump is the worst president of all time. Yeah. Okay, but what about, like, Nixon? Or what about Andrew Jackson, who sent all the Native Americans across the, in the Trail of Tears and got, you know, a whole people's killed and, and relocated? Yeah. Has Trump done that? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, so it's like if people are so quick to say this is the worst, this is Hitler, this is the worst person yeah, of all yeah. time. It's a lack of knowledge, cool. like you said before in the past. That's well, I I know we're coming up yeah. real close on an hour. I don't want to cut you short, but we we have been doing like this, uh, which we started the episode after you. Uh, we'd like the last five minutes. It's called your perspective, and pretty much we just give the guests uh, the opportunity to be, hey, if you were standing in front of the world's population, you had five minutes to say whatever the fuck you wanted. What would you say? Okay, I would say I wish I had more time. Live life for the moment, because the future is never now. It never is the now, and the past is gone. Okay, we're never going to be in the future, and we're never, and the past is already over. Mm -hmm. Every moment for right now, um, understand the beauty of every single moment, because each moment is completely unique. You will never be in the same place, feeling the same things, in the same point in time, while everything is happening, and the uniqueness of every moment is beautiful. Now, also realize that tomorrow isn't promised. And let me put it this way. If to, this is Ray Lewis. If tomorrow wasn't promised, what would you give for today? Okay? okay? 
And I mean, believe this. Understand it. Everyone wants to disassociate themselves so much from the fact that they can die tomorrow. The military brings you a little bit closer with that. Um, but really, really, I mean, it, it's not until people start losing people that they start to think about that. Mm-hmm. And the, the fact is, is that seriously, like this moment, if you, I, I just stop and look around. It's so important. And people are always waiting for something. They're spending their whole lives like, we're in this society, this culture now where, hey, go get a degree and then get your doctorates and then find a job so that way 30 years from now you can retire and have like five years where you have a lot of money and you, you're not working as hard as, you, hard as you can. Like, life isn't about the future because the future will never come. There's only now. Um, hmm. And I think it's just so easy to, to, to miss that and lose sight of that. You have to love now because that's what you're always in. You're never in the future. So if you can't find a way to love your right now, this moment, and understand how important it is, you won't be happy in your life. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's really that's good. good to, man. I like that. I think it's good, especially with Thanksgiving coming up too. Because uh-huh. for, for me, if what you're, it's more like you should be thankful for every moment you can breathe in and you can breathe out. Mm-hmm. But um, that's an hour. That was quick. Dude, you're the man. We're gonna have you back on again soon before the end of the year. Let's uh let's wrap that up. Um, episode twenty nine. You want to hit stop streaming?